Welcome to Conversations About Government in Iowa. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted on Wednesday, August 8, 2018. Christine Meckler of the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency interviewed Dennis Britson, Assistant Bureau Chief of the Iowa Securities and Regulated Industries Bureau of the Iowa Insurance Division. The discussion included talking about his over 30 years of experience with the Securities and Regulated Industries Bureau of the Iowa Insurance Division. Topics discussed included cemetery funding, maintenance and regulation, as well as township levied taxes and changes in cemetery tax revenue. Good afternoon. My name is Christine Meckler and I am a fiscal analyst with the Legislative Services Agency. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Dennis Britson, Assistant Bureau Chief of the Iowa Securities and Regulated Industries Bureau of the Iowa Insurance Division. This afternoon's interview will give the listener insight on the local governance of cemeteries in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for being here today, Mr. Britson. Thank you. Before we begin, could you give us a brief background on your education and career history? I went to Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. My undergraduate degree was in business management, and I went on to law school. I have a law degree as well. I graduated from Drake University Law School in 1981 and was hired out of law school by the Iowa Securities Bureau. So I've been working with the Iowa Securities Bureau since 1981. It took on other areas other than the regulation of securities and investment advisors. So it's now the Iowa Securities and Regulated Industries Bureau, which is why you're talking to me about cemeteries today. What is your current role in administering governance of cemeteries? We have what we call the Regulated Industries Unit, and it basically deals with a number of industries and subject areas other than the securities and investment advisors. So we regulate prearranged funerals, we regulate cemeteries, motor vehicle service contracts, residential service contracts, and retirement facilities where people pay in advance in order to be able to live at the retirement facility. With respect to cemeteries, we have a number of things in the statute that the legislature asked us to do that are consumer protection types of provisions as I would view them. And so we have requirements if someone's purchasing what we call interment rights. Some people refer to it as a grave space or a burial, but it's really the right to be buried wherever it might be, and that's called an interment right. So if you've purchased one, you want to make sure you have something to document that purchase. So we have a provision, for example, in our statute to require a certificate of interment rights. You want to have disclosure being given about the key provisions, and you want them to be enforceable by the person who has purchased. So there are provisions in the Act about having a contract and what you have to have in the contract. And there are certain cemeteries that over the years have made representations that they'll always be taken care of and there's a category of cemeteries known as perpetual care cemeteries and they have certain requirements to try and make it more likely than not that that representation will actually bear fruit and the cemetery will be taken care of. So we have a variety of provisions and that's in chapter 523i of the Iowa Code and the insurance division, our bureau, is the administrator of that act. Before we begin, here's some additional background information for our listeners. Pursuant to Iowa Code Section 
359.30, Township Trustees may maintain, appoint additional trustees to maintain, or sell Township Cemeteries. The controlling party has the power to sell individual lots, set rules, and provide for maintenance by establishing a perpetual upkeep fund to house revenue from the sale of individual lots. Township trustees may make improvements to the grounds, erect buildings for cemetery use, as well as appoint day and night watch persons. Township clerks are responsible for receipt, collection, and disbursement of all cemetery-related funds belonging to the individual township. As of fiscal year 2017, there are 1,586 townships in Iowa. Individual townships may also levy so-called cemetery taxes. Nearly all township revenue is derived from levied property tax dollars. The two largest sources of levied property tax revenue come from fire and EMS protection and for township-owned cemeteries. In fiscal year 2017, Iowa townships collected approximately $8 million in revenue for township-owned cemeteries and parks. This was an increase of 51.7% compared to fiscal year 2007, when townships collected approximately $5.2 million. Let's begin the interview. Cemetery ownership and maintenance is currently a matter of local governments in Iowa. How did the Iowa Insurance Division get involved, and what is its primary role in cemetery funding? In terms of cemeteries, as you indicated, most people would agree that it is a local issue. And a lot of that has to do with the care and the maintenance of the cemetery. There are some things that are consumer protection oriented, and there are some advantage in having those be the same across the state. In terms of how we became the regulator, it probably was in part the fact that we also regulate prearranged funerals. So we were also involved with that industry to a certain extent. And what they wanted, from our understanding, the focus at the time we became involved was on perpetual care cemeteries. And in terms of the requirements for perpetual care cemeteries, you're required to place money in trust. You're supposed to start with $25,000. For every sale of those interment rights, you're required to put 20% of the money received by the cemetery into trust and you're limited in terms of what withdrawals you can make. Apparently the legislatures wanted someone to be watching to see that a trust account existed, that there was a formal trust agreement, that the money stayed in there the way it was supposed to, and that new deposits were being made. So a large part of our core mission with respect to the Cemetery Act is for that category of cemeteries called perpetual care to make sure they're doing the fiscal monetary things that are required by the statute, which is designed to hopefully prevent those cemeteries from being a public expense at some point when they get mature and older. Were cemetery funding and maintenance previously state government issues? If so, when did this change and what caused the switch from state to local government regulation? In essence, the change that was made with respect to the perpetual care requirements was mostly to place us in the role of an administrator of the statute. 
my memory could be incorrect, but I want to say that the requirements date back as long as the 1950s for some of the requirements that we're talking about. So what was new was having a state agency as an administrator to make sure that those things were being done. And that started back in the 1990s. So we were made the administrator of the perpetual care statute, but there were other statutory provisions. And in 2005, the legislature decided to consolidate a number of those provisions into one statute, and they brought them into the statute that we were administering, and it was renumbered as 523I. So that's sort of the trend. We were involved with prearranged funerals. They wanted someone to monitor perpetual care, and then they decided to make it more of a comprehensive regulatory scheme. Can you help our listeners understand the role of local government, and specifically townships, in the ownership, regulation, and maintenance of cemeteries in Iowa? In the state of Iowa, a local government entity could decide that they want to operate a cemetery. And there are a number of provisions in state law that allow them to do that. It allows them to acquire property or to use their powers to take a piece of property and start to operate it as a cemetery. And those are some of the provisions that are kind of scattered through the code, if you will. So there are provisions that deal with towns. So the provisions that deal with towns have something about cemeteries. There are provisions dealing with townships. So there are provisions in that part of the code that deal with if a township wanted to have a cemetery or does have a cemetery. There are provisions dealing with counties. And so there are some provisions about pioneer cemeteries, which is another category of cemeteries. Those that are inactive, they've been around for a long time. In the last 50 years, they haven't had more than 12 burials. And so there's a requirement to still look over them and to make sure that they're protected. And the legislature decided to have that done at the county level. In Iowa, you can have either private cemeteries or public. And when you look at private and public, it can be private ownership or public ownership. It can be private in the sense that not everyone can be buried there, or it's public even if it's privately owned in the sense that members of the public in general are allowed and permitted to be buried there. There are different types of cemeteries, as you just mentioned, for example, public, church-affiliated, military, and even private cemeteries such as pioneer cemeteries, which you also just mentioned. Is there a difference in how these different types of cemeteries are regulated? Is there any federal funding available for them? Let me start with the last part of your question, which was federal funding. As mentioned earlier, cemeteries really are a local issue, so you really don't have regulation from the federal standpoint. And to the best of my knowledge, unless there might be some grants out there, and that's a possibility, I'm not aware of anything at the federal level with respect to funding. With respect to the different parts, as I mentioned earlier, in 2005, the legislature made a large number of changes with respect to cemetery regulation. And with any statute, the statute defines who's involved, who's being regulated, So you have a definition of cemetery in Chapter 523I. 
and it accepts out from the definition a number of types. So if you have a private family cemetery, it's not defined as a cemetery in the Act. If you have a cemetery that's private and burials are only allowed for a certain group, a fraternal organization, whatever it might be, that's basically not regulated by our statute in that sense. We do not regulate the Veterans Cemetery in Van Meter, for example. That's accepted out by the definition. And then also you have certain scope provisions in a statute as to who it applies to. And the legislature back in 2005 decided to treat the existing religious cemeteries similar to private cemeteries. They felt it was kind of similar in nature and that you didn't need the state oversight provisions for, for those to a large degree. So there's an exemption for cemeteries that were religious and in place established operating back in 2005. They also made a big change. The new cemeteries had to be perpetual care cemeteries back in 2005. There are a number of provisions. The ones that really make a difference from a regulatory standpoint is whether they're perpetual care or they're non-perpetual care. And we don't have any licensing requirements. We don't require any registration. And a large number of the key requirements really only apply to the perpetual care. And that's because we're monitoring those financial transactions that I was talking about placing money in trust, not pulling it out, some of those types of things. So there is an annual filing by the perpetual care cemeteries. And for other matters, it's just if we receive a complaint that certain cemetery, for example, to use what I talked about earlier, was not giving someone a document to show that they own that space, we would step in and deal with that complaint. But for the most part, the regulatory aspect is largely focused on perpetual care cemeteries. Is there a mechanism to decommission a cemetery, or can a cemetery be moved? What happens to abandoned cemeteries? In terms of cemeteries that have an issue of that type of nature, you might have a situation, sometimes it might be you have a road going through an area, and so something needs to be done. There are also individual instances where you might want to have that happen for one reason or the other. And it might be a variety of different reasons why you might be doing that. If you actually want to have the dedication of the cemetery for burial purposes removed, you actually have to go through a court process. It's actually something where you would file a petition in court for that to happen and it would actually take an order of the court for that to happen. So there's no official decommissioning process. There's nothing in our statute or the like. It just means that you need somebody to authorize it and you have to go through the court process and the court system to do that. In terms of whether or not cemeteries can be moved, it actually starts at the individual level and then you look at it from a group standpoint. If you want to disinter someone, it requires that you go through a process. We, as I mentioned earlier, regulate prearranged funerals and cemeteries. The industry also involves regulation of funeral homes, funeral directors, cremation establishments, and certain things from a health standpoint. So the health department and the Board of Mortuary Science Examiners also are involved in this area 
And one of the regulations is that if you want to do a disinterment, there has to be a permit. And that process is administered through the health department. So if you're actually doing something from a large group standpoint, then it's back to my statement that you'd be involved in going to the court and getting permission for that. Unless it was a small number of burials, in which case you might just use the normal permit process for a disinterment. With respect to abandoned cemeteries, what would happen with them depends to a certain degree on their category or their type and whether or not there's a nuisance. I mean, if there's an abandoned cemetery and it's being taken care of and there's not an issue, it probably would not come to anybody's attention, would not come to our attention. If it's one of those cemeteries that we're involved with, perpetual care cemeteries, and someone walks away from it or the grass isn't getting mowed and there's a perpetual care fund that's involved with that cemetery, we step in to see if we can sort of rehabilitate it, find a new owner, or if we can't work something like that out, there's a court process for basically a transfer to the local government, whichever that might be, township or city. It doesn't happen a lot, but there is a process in place. And a lot of the abandoned cemeteries just sort of naturally fall into the pioneer cemetery category that I mentioned earlier that the counties administer. It may be abandoned, but if it's a pioneer cemetery, then the county would automatically have the ability to be doing something that they would want to do for that. Townships are authorized to levy taxes for cemeteries. Are these tax funds ever audited? And do township clerks work directly with cemetery associations? Or is there another mechanism in which each individual cemetery receives funding? It is possible for a township or a city to have a project care cemetery. And so some of the cemeteries that we receive those annual reports on are indeed township run or owned. Some of them are city owned or operated. In terms of auditing, we do actually have a, a five-year program where the legislature has us going out to look at the compliance with perpetual care trust requirements and deposit requirements. So if you have a township cemetery or a city-owned cemetery and their perpetual care, we would be auditing those aspects. We don't actually look at the tax revenue aspects. That would fall under the normal state government provisions, and it's my belief that the state auditor looks at those things periodically. So I think that's mostly the answer to your question that the state auditor is paying attention to that. What has caused the increase in cemetery tax revenue? Has the need for more cemetery space increased, or are cemeteries simply becoming more expensive to maintain? In terms of a cemetery, there is what you might call a lifespan for that cemetery. And so when you form a cemetery, there's revenue that's coming in from the sale of interment rights. At a certain point, there can be revenue for opening and closing an interment space. There can be revenue if they sell vaults or memorials, there can be revenue from that sale. There's a variety of, if you will, business revenue that comes from running the cemetery. If at some point in time they've sold all of the cemetery interment rights that are available to sell, they still have the cost of maintaining that cemetery. If they have a building, that building needs to be kept in good repair. 
there are records of the cemeteries. Those need to be stored. They need to be accessible for a variety of different purposes. The grass has to be mowed. If there are memorials, there usually needs to be trimming around the memorials so that you can actually see where the interment spaces are located and find the burials. So there are a lot of expenses, and some of that obviously is becoming more prominent as cemeteries get older in Iowa. So to the extent that you have a cemetery and it doesn't have money for those expenses, oftentimes what happens is the city or the township government has to step in or the state steps in and does that transaction to move it to the local government at some point in time. So if a local town or a township has to take over a cemetery, obviously you're going to have expenses. So some of the increase in that tax revenue that you mentioned might be that they're having to step forward and do that more, and so you have that. The other aspect is that as you operate a cemetery and as it gets older, it gets bigger, there are more spaces, a larger area to be maintained, obviously your expenses are going up. In terms of the question whether or not additional space is needed for cemeteries, I'm not sure about that because there are actually different trends going on. You have the trend of baby boomers and more people dying right now, but at the same time you also have a trend in the industry for more people being cremated. And cremated remains don't take the same amount of space as you have for in-ground human burials. So that one's kind of hard to answer actually. Many of the small towns in Iowa are struggling to maintain their existence and autonomy as their populations decrease and people move into larger cities and out of state. Is township and subsequently cemetery consolidation a concern for future years? What issues and challenges do you see cemeteries facing in the future? One of the things we mentioned when we started out is that cemeteries are very local in nature. Obviously it's something that can't be moved from one area to another without a lot of expense and going through that formal process that I was talking about. So that's very rare that something like that would happen. So one of the things that is happening, I mentioned the lifespan of cemeteries and the cemeteries are getting older and they're having increased costs for maintenance and the like. So in answer to your question, it is an issue that's sort of a trend that cemeteries are potentially becoming an obligation that towns and townships and counties might have to step forward. And so if that local township or the cemetery in that area is no longer able to be a financial resource and a resource in the sense of operating the cemetery, that, that probably is an issue and a concern looking forward. And I don't know what the answer is in terms of what the legislature might want to do, but it's probably something that they might want to be looking at at some point in time. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Mr. Britson, and for all the wonderful information regarding local governance of cemeteries. And this concludes the interview.